What are you doing? Oh, I'm just checking on some stuff. I'm waiting for you to start. Do you want to do the introduction this time? No, thanks. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about, and we nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is someday in the month of September. I don't remember what it is. I am Jeremy. I am joined by my delightful uh, partner in life, in love, and in crime, Christina Wise. Hello. I'd like to know what kinds of crimes we're committing. Well, that's not something that we would talk about publicly on the internet, Christy. If that is, if the crime is eating food out of the dumpster, mm. we're committing <laughs> crimes. Well, mm-hmm. you are at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoiler um, alert! Yeah. Well, you guys, we have uh, we have a very interesting show. Uh, we talked about this last week. Tonight, we we are we have a interview from the road. <laughs> uh, we uh, are visiting some friends out in. The the beautiful the show me state, uh, Chicago, Illinois, and um, we're going to be driving from. We have to drive from Chicago to Green Bay to go to the Seahawks game, and the Big Apple, the Big Apple, yes, uh, to go to the Seahawks game, and in the course of that three hour drive from Chicago to the Big Apple, the Green Bay area, we, we are going ate to a lot of cheese. <laughs> we are going to. Uh, interview our friends Joe and Mike McCauley of the Tired and Emotional podcast because Joe um, a- a just Joe is a very interesting person. They're both interesting, mm-hmm. but I have I have specific things that I want to talk to both of them about. Mike is a street photographer. Um, Joe is a uh, like well, Joe has the the gist of their podcast is that they try new things mm-hmm. and Joe has done some very interesting things for their podcast i want to ask her about that so we're going to discuss that stuff with them um and then we'll come back after that to talk about anything we missed but before we do that i wanted to address one thing and that is on last week's show we had our critically acclaimed segment am i a jerk uh, <laughs> where um, I, we, you know, so what we do for this segment, if you haven't heard, what we do is we uh, come up with a situation either in my life or in Christie's life, or we've had listeners call in with their, uh, with their scenarios. And um, then we, we basically put ourselves before the court of the internet and we ask <laughs> the court, am I a jerk for doing this thing or not mm-hmm. doing this thing or whatever. So last week we had our uh, Am I a Jerk segment and I I put myself out there. Uh, we had a situation here where you had been given some chips from another country and you ate a bunch of them and there were only a few left. Uh, and I, <laughs> I ate, love how you've changed I history. Ate a, I ate the last little bit of them. Um, there was none left and then you were coming home and we don't need to rehash the whole thing. I know you chomping at the bit to get into your story but we don't need to rehash the whole thing right now but i, I so, just love so, that it was a bag of chips and i had eaten 99 percent of mm-hmm. them and it was just crumbs left and that's what you finished okay well that those were your words not mine so anyway <laughs> i ate the last little bit of the chips and uh 
I at the time, you know, I kind of put myself out there and and said, "Hey, um, am I a jerk? Or am I not a jerk?" Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the overwhelming majority that we heard from people was uh, that yes, I'm a jerk. Um, actually, somebody that we saw at uh, a, a, a meetup gathering in uh, Chicago, um, I received a text message on my phone from a listener telling me, "Yes, I am a jerk." Uh, <laughs> Literally within five minutes, I had somebody come up to me that I had never met before and uh, yell at me and tell me that I'm on her list <laughs> because of the chip that eating. scary. Uh, we heard from uh, Amy, our listener on Twitter, Madam Woolite on Twitter, mm-hmm. that is um, listening to all of our shows and, and tweeting us that I am a jerk. Uh, Jesse Dollimore <laughs> of our uh, critically acclaimed too. segment... Think critically with Jesse D, which we got to have him we back have, on, especially with the campaign going on. Yeah, we got some. I got some questions. Uh, mm-hmm. so I got some stuff to talk to Jesse D about. Uh, so we'll have to get him back on. But Jesse D, sound it off and let us know that I'm a jerk. So you guys, uh, we hear you. Uh, I hear you, and I have to say, I have to say, I was pretty firm in my belief that um, I was not a jerk for eating the last of these chips mm-hmm. um the more the more that i uh the more that i explained the situation out loud or explained the story out loud the more i realized um uh that i was in trouble uh that i was it was probably a bad idea for me to put this out on the internet because i was <laughs> opening myself up to a situation where i was going to get a lot of uh comments from people and uh well, and i did you didn't <laughs> i just, got what i deserved i got what did, i deserved you didn't just um the the person at the Chicago meetup, the stranger, she didn't just shame you for that. She also said you're a jerk for something else, right? No, I don't. What? I thought you were on her list because of the swimming party for the wedding. Oh, maybe. I don't know. She didn't tell me that part. Because she came in and uh, said, um, she gave me a hug and she goes, and just so you know, Jeremy is completely wrong and I will tell him and he's on mm. my list. Wow. Okay. I still, I'm going to stand by my guns on that one. I think having a swimming party at a pool, or I think having, I think having a wedding at a, at a pool, not just a pool, but a, and like an adventure pool. It's, there's slides, there's a lazy river, there's like a sprinkler park area that's great for kids, it's great for adults. They've got floaties, they've got diving boards, they've got hot tubs. I think it's a fantastic idea. So not everybody agrees with me. That's okay. Uh, you know, agree to disagree. You can be wrong. I'll be right. That's just that's just the way it is. Anyway, so we heard you guys. I'm a jerk uh, regarding the chip situation. And I just want to take this opportunity to put this out there. We would love to hear your submissions for Am I a Jerk? Uh, because oh. it's fun. So if you have a situation that you or a friend have gone through where you're wondering, was this bad? Should I feel bad about this? Mm-hmm. Was I a jerk in this situation? Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear it. You can write in. Um, probably the easiest thing to do is honestly just pick up your phone. There's like a little voice memo app on most phones. It's literally mm-hmm. called voice memo on the iPhone. You can open it up, record yourself telling the story into your phone and email it to us. Uh, nerd out loud pod at gmail.com. Yeah, that would be awesome. I like this idea. Yeah, because um, we want to hear. So if you're wondering what our email is or any of our contact information, all you have to remember is nerdoutloudpod.com. It's all it's all on there. Uh, and we'd love we'd love to hear from you. So definitely uh, 
definitely do that. So anyway, here, uh, let's just get into our interview. This is Joe and Mike McCauley, McCauley of the Tired and Emotional Podcast. All right, so as promised, here we are in in uh, the vehicle on the way to the beautiful state of Wisconsin, We're right? In the state of Wisconsin right now. Ah, okay. So here we are. We're in the car, and we're driving. We are joined by uh, Joe and Mike McCauley. 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 McCauley or McCauley? McCauley. McCauley. Sorry. Hi. Hi. Don't Hi, guys. Us. Don't correct us. <laughs> uh, and uh, we just joined. We just visited the Cheese Castle. What did you guys think? What What was your impression of the Cheese Castle? I wish it was near me. Because, I mean, we're going to be gone for hours and hours, and it's kind of hot, and I didn't want to fill the trunk up with cheese. I didn't want to pull a bobby pape and fill the car <laughs> with snacks that will just be disgusting. What What's the worst thing that happens, though, if cheese gets warm? It just becomes better cheese, right? Yeah, then it's we just... It's not going to go bad. We just need to get, like, a big bag of tortilla chips. <laughs> we could make some nachos. Yeah. Oh, okay, turn around. <laughs> So Joe, Joe and Mike McCauley. Yes. McCauley, did I say it right that yes. time? Yes. You yes. guys, you guys have a, uh, you guys have a podcast of your own. We do. But I did kind of have like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question because I've been thinking about it oh, and no. I don't know the right way to, to get the, oh, God. to get the answer out. But like, what is your guys's like, like, what's your, what's your thing? Not necessarily with the podcast in general, but just like you guys as like team McCauley. Like what's what's your like personal brand about? Are you guys like like are you guys because you you put off a vibe that's kind of you're very friendly and you're accepting and you're warm and you're uh, you know for the most part you're really positive and that kind of thing. But I guess my question is is that is that intentional or is that is that just something that's happened naturally? Do you with mean you is guys? that fake? <laughs> um, well. Uh, the point of the podcast, which is called Tired and Emotional, is Ding. to challenge each other to try new things and to encourage others to try things that may scare them or challenge them as individuals. So I would say in that way, we try to be very positive and supportive and get people to try to do things that are outside their comfort zones. And what kind of stuff have you done so far? Well, I did a cuddle party, and we've talked about that, so I'm not going to dwell on that. But I am, I do have an update on that. I'm becoming a certified cuddleist. No. I am. I am. And um, am going to start providing one-on-one -on -one cuddle sessions. It, wait. Something you can charge for? Yes. A lot of money. Is a one-on-one yes. one -on -one cuddle session, uh, are you teaching other people to cuddle, or are you cuddling with them? You cuddle with them, yes. <laughs> it's like it's like hooking, but with cuddling, right? <laughs> yeah, you're a cuddle, a cuddle whore, kind of. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not calling no, you. No, 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 no. That is uh, perfectly cuddle slut is the term I like to use. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's that's not offensive at all. That's totally fine to call me that. Um, but so the company which I took, I do cuddle parties with. They are starting the one-on-one -on -one cuddle mm. list opportunity for people. 
And um, I believe the charge to get a one-on-one session with me is $80 an hour. What? <laughs> and how long does it... Na- should you be saying that, though? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's totally fine. I'm just needing as a ghost to talk about how much you're going to make. Well, that's... I mean... Nobody can hear me talking. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so, because it will be like a listed service. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I will be... On a website, Mike looks uncomfortable. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How much are you going to charge Mike for cuddling? Now? Oh, <laughs> that's free, I guess. <laughs> so, is this a common thing? And I mean, what what kind of training is there involved? I should say. Sure. So it's a lot of training because we want to be able to provide the services to people who are undertouched. That's kind of the term they use for that. Um, in some cases, that could mean. You are, um, you work with a hospice organization and you go in and you provide touch to people who are near the end of their lives. And it's a kind of therapy, really. Yeah, yeah. It's people who are touch deprived um, in hospitals. Also, and this is where it sounds a little slutty, but I promise it's not, Mom. Um, hotels and for people who travel and, and do that sort of thing. And people that just want to cuddle. Yep. And people who just want to cuddle. Wow. It's non-sexual. There's nothing sexual about it. Yeah. The rules to make it legal, <laughs> you can um, you cannot be naked, uh-huh. and you cannot touch or <laughs> make any contact with any genital area. <laughs> and but your boobs are giant. How do they get away with that? <laughs> I I they. That's a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what what kind of training is involved in this? So it's a lot of training, um, uh, all kinds of things. We're training just um, how to – a lot of people who look for this kind of help or, or do one-on-one cuddle sessions, they are very touch-deprived, and they don't always know what they want or what makes them happy as far as touch, non-sexual touch. So there's training in how to coach people and how to say this is is this acceptable, and also teaching people to to be able to be comfortable and saying no. Um, there's something very freeing about having a session with someone in which you can say no over and over in any any way. So a lot of people really get a lot of value from that. Is that? Uh, no, I'm just uh, Can you come cuddle train me back here? <laughs> I think we might need to rearrange the seating uh, situation in the car. Uh, okay, well, so how long is the training program? I'm, so I, I'm really training, interested in this. No, no, no. Yeah, so the training, um, according to my schedule, I should be up and ready to do one-on-one sessions in about a month and a half. Okay. Yep. Okay. Wow. So, and, and it'll... And then dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's ongoing training mm-hmm. as well, but I'll have the basic training. I, I guess there's a whole training I have to do in case somebody falls in love with me. Oh, yeah. I would How have to imagine. How do you reject people? How to attack you? Or what if someone tries to, like, you know... Well, there's training for that, too. There's a move too. for that. It was um, <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> um... So that's I, just the tra- That's just what they do in that class. Basically. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch the movie. I just, yeah. So wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you are becoming a, a licensed cut 
cuddlist. Cuddlist? Yes. Cuddle, cuddlist? Yes. And, uh, Jeremy, I feel like maybe you need to get on this. Non-sexual cuddling is your jam. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my scene. Like, I'm real good at that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, hardwired, ironically, for that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so you got the cuddle cuddle all cuddle list. Yes. Uh, I keep on wanting to say cuddle allergist, but no. I guess it's well, cuddle list. I mean, that makes I mean, it's all made up, right? So. Hey, hey. Well, apparently not. Because so other things we've done that yeah. have kind of uh, taken us out of our comfort zone and challenged us. I recently went to a gun range, which is pretty much the opposite of cuddling, <laughs> yeah. and shot sure. a gun for the first time and you took did a gun safe. Oh, gun, though. I did. Yeah. I did. Well, let me, okay. I cuddled it hard. Is it, what's, uh, I, I know that in New York they have some pretty strict requirements on, like, who can carry guns and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can get in trouble. <laughs> you can get in trouble for carrying guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay. Just shut no, up, it's your okay. Siri. Oh. That sounds good. It's perfect background. If you had ways, that wouldn't happen. But everywhere (laughs) that we're going, (laughs) everywhere that we're going in Chicago, there's these stickers all over everything that say no guns, like a like a no gun zone. Is that is that a law? Illinois has a very loose open carry law. It's very easy to carry a gun in Illinois as long as you have the proper certification. True. Yeah, that's true. That's why we have all of these buildings that say you can't have a gun. Like our daughter's but school. Chicago, Chicago only recently even allowed handguns, right? Because weren't they? Continue on to I forty three North. Mm-hmm. People Sorry. are going to know where we are now. I know. We're, a week later, we're pointing towards down. Iowa. I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I think we can make it. I know where. Okay. Oh, and maybe I don't know about the <laughs> Illinois laws. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. But I thought it was pretty easy to carry a gun in Illinois. <laughs> but just not in the city of Chicago, which is why you see all of those stickers all over saying you can't bring a gun in this place. Not very, I mean, people aren't bringing guns into places. No. Well, not with those stickers everywhere. <laughs> I would assume not. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear you comment on that. You were very fascinated that the <laughs> bar we were at last night was like, please, no guns. Yeah. We were like, what? Uh, yeah, I just. I, I think it's like a standard sticker that they get, that they have to have on for businesses or something. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's served like insurance. Oh, could be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah insurance. Like, they, they don't want to take on liability, so it's like, hey, we said no guns. No guns. We brought one in. Was, we, we, we clearly <laughs> said it wasn't welcome. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And Mike, just don't want my ripped arms. Mike, you're a uh, you are. We've talked to you about this before, but you're a photographer. I right? am, and you are uh, particularly like you're kind of into street photography. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd say, like I shoot a lot of different stuff, but um, like ninety percent of what I do, ninety five percent of what I shoot is like candid pictures of people on the street or just in public not necessarily on the street it could be anywhere and how how does street photography work because i've seen like you have a you have an instagram what's the instagram because i follow uh, it and it's my, really cool. my instagram with my street photography is called being there street be being there like uh like the wilco album street ah yeah. so so i've looked through like so i mean i i really like the stuff that i've seen Thanks. like 
but how do you how do you get those photos without being the creepy guy that's taking pictures of strangers? Well, I, I'm the creepy guy who's taking pictures of strangers. Oh, that's all. You're I, just I, to it. About the police. Which one? When you went to the um, when you went to the fair. fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, a buddy and mine. Uh, uh, we were shooting at the at a, at a county fair near uh, Chicago. And I don't know, I was taking pictures through the, the whole time we were there. And um, at some point, a lady, uh, like, trooper or state police mm-hmm. type person came up and was like, said that they had a complaint that, that guys were taking pictures of children. And you have And they, and they, dra- yeah, and, and, and they just, dis- and, and I matched the description. Was which, it you? Yeah, of course it was me. It was huh. definitely me. It was like a guy in a hat and a white, like, it was, it was me. Yeah. But, and, and I also had a camera and we were taking pictures of people. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> But it's just—it's always funny. Like you never want to be like match a description, right? <laughs> but she was like really cool about it. She she even told us she's like, I told them they don't have a really have a right. Like if you're in public, you you don't have a right to not be photographed in public. That's yeah, kind of a thing. And if somebody like is like adamant, somebody's like throws their hands up and is like, I don't want. Like I don't. The thing with my photos, I I try and take pictures that capture. I don't know how to really put it exactly but i like to take like mundane things and make them a little more interesting or just kind of find slices of life because you're capturing like you're capturing like one two hundredth of a second you're just capturing that snapshot in time and depending on how that picture is taken it the reality is in that frame it, it, it doesn't actually really reflect real reality um you catch somebody's face when they're just making a certain face they could be having a great day you catch them at the right split second, it looks like they're, you know, yeah, depressed and about to kill themselves. You know, I don't, I don't know. Not that those are the kind of pictures I like to take, but... <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I like to go for a little bit quirky. I like a little bit of wit, and, and I try and find things that are a little humorous to me. Yeah. Um, just things that I find interesting, and I and I try and take pictures of interesting things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're boring or, or mundane, like I said, I just try and capture that in an interesting way. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's something I really like. I like looking at that kind of photography, um, studying it and it's been going well for me. I don't know. I've, I've been hitting some nice little, you know, not nothing big, but like little minor successes here and there that are, they're kind of letting me know that things are going well for me on that end. And I like that. Yeah. I, I always like, I, I appreciate that. And I've loved the street photography that, that I've seen. And I definitely have loved the stuff that I've seen from you. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous because, you know, I'm not, I'm by no means a uh, photographer. Uh, I mean, other than just as much as anybody else is, I guess. But, uh, you know, I see stuff that I think is cool, and I want to moments like that that you want to capture, kind of interesting, quirky things, like you said. But I am like so scared of, I am so scared of people like being weirded confrontation. out. Yeah. No, me, that's the thing too. Is I'm actually. I'm somebody that shies away from confrontation, like to a fault. I hate confrontation, um, but I'm just—I uh, guess you just gotta be, you're just kind of sneaky about it. I think you're confident as well, and you often act like you're supposed to be there, and there's nothing weird or strange about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. you know that's something about it is a lot of people that try. It's, it's street photography has kind of had a big boom lately um, with the story of this photographer. Uh, who was a nanny that died, and uh, her name was Vivian Mayer. And there's a great documentary about her called Finding Vivian Mayer. Um, and they found, basically, they, they found a storage locker full of all of these old negatives and things that weren't even developed. And she was amazing. She took amazing photos, 
mostly in Chicago, actually. Um, and so because of that, there's been a big renewed interest in it as a, as kind of an art form. Um, and so we have a lot of people, including me who jumped into it, you know, like a lot of people that are saying, Hey, this is something I like. I want to try it. And it's really hard. And, and, and frankly, most of what I look at is, is I don't, I just don't like it. I'm not saying they're bad because if they like their pictures, then great. But it's just, the more I do it, I guess the, the higher my, my, the hurdles are for me. I, I keep trying to get better, you know? Sure. But I, I forget the point I was leading to on that. Lo- oh, well. Lots of people I'm being confident. confident. Oh, so I, I, I just, oh, so going back to that. So I think one of the things that a lot of new people do is they try not, they're so scared of confrontation. They don't want to get seen. They don't want to get caught. And, and you see a lot of people using like long telephoto lenses you know, zoom lenses or, or doing something like called hip shots where you just keep your camera really low and, and take pictures without trying to be seen. Oh, okay. And honestly, that's just going to make you a hundred times creepier. Yeah, that's way creepier. Um, <laughs> and frankly, you're just not going to get very good pictures either. Uh, I, I, I try, I don't always put the camera up to my eye. I, I, you know, I do have a screen on the back of it so I can just hold it up, but I try and like just act like Joe was saying. I just try and act like it's no big deal, and and sometimes if I need to be sneaky, I can. Like we were at the museum yesterday, and we saw this uh, family. Uh, I, I want to say they're Japanese, but they're Asian. Um, I, I want to say Japanese, and they were wearing. No, they they, they seem to be. Joe's shaking her head. <laughs> Look, they're definitely Oriental. This is getting <laughs> this is getting problematic. No. <laughs> no, um, no, they, they, they all had cowboy hats on <laughs> and amazing cowboy shirts too. Anyway, I was trying like crazy to get pictures of them, <laughs> but I didn't want to be super obvious because we we're in the museum and stuff. And so yeah. I was, I was having Christy, like, I was like, Christy stand here. And what I'll do is like, and I'll do this with Joe or Maddie <laughs> is I'll act like I'm taking a picture of them or I'll, I'll just get them in a spot to the left or to the right of what mm. I actually want to take a picture of. And then mm-hmm. I just kind of shift my, my view a little. Yeah. It works pretty well. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Huh. Well, I certainly like the product. I just, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about that on the way out here, wondering how you, uh, I, I've never had a confrontation. I really, I really, ha- I mean, one time I had a police officer, I was taking a picture of some officers that were some Chicago cops that were talking to like a guy or a suspect or something. And I did take a picture from like a little ways away, and, and one of the officers came over and yelled at me a bit, mm-hmm. asking what I was doing and stuff, and then just told me to get out of there. Yeah. Um, but like most people, here's the thing: most people aren't so narcissistic to think that you would ever want to take a picture of them. So they just assume you're taking a picture of something else, either behind them or you know, like yeah. for the most part, most people just don't think you're doing that. Um, sometimes I get like the other thing is I just move on. I take the picture and I move on. Yeah. Um, and sometimes by the time somebody realizes you've taken a picture, you're already half, you know, you're, you're, you're like 20, 30, 40 feet away. And, and I have heard a few like, Hey, like, that wasn't very nice or, you know, something like that. But by the time I hear that, I'm already walking away or, or I'll act like they got in my, like I'll act annoyed at them. Uh-huh. Like they got into my shot. Like I'm trying to take a picture of something else. I'll, <laughs> I'll just like, I'll just like look past them and like get a confused look on my face, you know, and just kind of like shake my head a little and look at my camera. I don't know. I have a lot of little tricks. Yeah. I like um, it. Do, yeah. do you have a, do you have like a favorite photo you've ever taken or? 
Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I have a few, and it, it's always like the last one that was like, I'm always having new favorites. Right now, I do have one um, that I really like. There's two that I really like, and they're very different. Because um, one of the things in, in street photography is it's a genre with a lot of different kind of types of uh, styles, and you can have very, very artistic type scenes that are all about the mood and the colors and the shapes, and others that are about like the people in them. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the, everybody takes different pictures, but. So I have one that I took downtown. I was walking and I was noticing that the light coming from the overhead train tracks was making a really cool kind of crisscross pattern on the ground. Yeah. And I was just kind of paying attention to that. And as I was doing that, a girl walked up to the corner and she was wearing this really cool, almost retro looking crisscross dress. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the dress pattern kind of matched the gr- pattern on the ground. Um, and she had a cool little purse. And anyway, it was just one of those things. I just started taking pictures, you know, I just, and then when I looked at him, I ended up getting a shot I really liked. Um, I, do, I usually, most of my stuff is in color. Uh-huh. I don't usually like black and white. Um, but sometimes I, you know, a picture just kind of f- feels like it should be in black and white. And this was one of them. Anyway, I, I like really like it. You don't see her face or anything. It's, it's basically just her dress. You see her holding the purse. Um, we can put the picture up and then yeah. you see this crisscross pattern and it's just a really great kind of collection of shapes and lines and, and, design. and it's, it's cool. I like it. And I've been getting a lot of, um, nice attention for that one. Nice. Um, and then another one I took recently that's very different is we're at the state fair in Wisconsin, actually not far from where we're driving right now. And we were, I was watching these sheep being judged for like the fair uh-huh. and there was like four or five or six young people with their sheep and they, they're holding their, they're trying to hold their sheep in a line. And I don't know, the picture I got just kind of captured a lot of really fun energy and, and <laughs> including the sheep's faces where one of them looks really happy and the other one has its like tongue hanging out and is like <laughs> really like giving up kind of way. I don't know. I like, I like that one too. Yeah. So yeah. I have questions. Um, do, is it, have you always been into photography? Um, or is this new? I've always liked photography as a, as an art. Basically, I've always liked looking at photography. Hmm. I've always liked taking pictures with whatever camera I had. And I think I've always had an okay eye for like composition. Um, but I never really put any serious effort into it or really tried it as a hobby. Okay. Um, until maybe two, two years ago. I mean, very, not very long ago, like two, two, three years ago. My favorite picture of yours is the picture you took right after you got your first camera. So we both had pretty terrible jobs, and we were both kind of grouchy and miserable in life. And Mike, at, um, Mike, it was Mike's birthday, and um, I wanted to do something special because we were both just kind of ho-hum, and we, we were having a hard time. And so I got him a camera, and, and he had met me for lunch one day and he came up to me and he just had this look on his face where he was so excited and he was so happy and he was like I got the most special picture and it's a picture he took of a little girl riding her bike underneath the L track in Evanston and the light is just coming down in such a cool way and she stopped right in the light and it's just a gorgeous really cool picture 
but also the memory of how happy you were and like it's just no matter how much you improve or how much your favorite pictures change because they do all the time that's always my favorite picture you took that is one of my favorites too and i did i took it like two two weeks after i got my camera yeah yeah so have you ever had to develop film the old-fashioned way? No, I don't. Never done no. that? I have some film cameras that I've picked up at like yard sales mm-hmm. at Goodwill. Um, like a cheap little 1991 Minolta 35-millimeter compact. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I haven't developed any of the film from it. And I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to okay. mail it out. But um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it ter- developed anyway. So w- one thing that we were just talking about in the, in the vein of trying new things, you guys uh, – uh, you, Mike, you said that you're interested in, you want to start doing metal detecting oh and God. Joe, yeah. and Joe shut it down. Joe would, has, ever since I've met Joe, I've told her I wanted to, to get a metal detector and find treasure. She won't let me. Nope. <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mike has a new hobby every, every, every other weekend, which hasn't been the case with photography, which is cool. It's something you've stuck with. But he makes me buy the stupidest stuff. <laughs> like what? The guitar at Target. Uh-huh. I didn't make you buy that. It was a gift. <laughs> oh, no. Here's the thing. We went there to Target one time, and Joe's like, I want to buy you a present. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Pick something out at Target. You can get this karaoke machine or this <laughs> toy guitar. No, I... No, I- I did not say anything about the guitar. You picked that out. My thing was, if you want to play guitar, go to a real guitar store. Don't try to get it from Target. No, but you bought it for me from Target. How is that your thing, then? Because I wanted to buy you the karaoke machine because you love karaoke. But I didn't get the karaoke machine. No, because you wanted the dumb guitar. Are you playing? Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Okay, so you you picked up guitar for a while, and you you want to get into metal detecting. Guitar, geocaching. Um, what else have been your mad hobbies? Book collecting, autograph collecting. Oh, he collects records, right? That's more me. Uh, so, shh, on that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Garage sales or estate sales. He, he, for a while it was estate sale and he would resell things and that was a whole. Uh, you did that too. The one thing you wanted to do that we could do together. So instead of these crazy. So yeah, but metal detecting is one. You... First of all, it has like the cheapest point of entry of right. anything. A good metal detector is like 200 bucks or under. Yeah. For a really good one. I argue that knitting is probably a lot cheaper point of entry. But, but where are you going to put all those Afghans? Yeah. We're telling you. <laughs> You so, can knit yourself a, 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 a satchel for all of the treasures that you find. While right. If I had a metal detector, I would be paying for – it would make money for our family. Yeah. Because I'd be finding so many treasures a, under the ground. Right. Well, and you could – I feel like you could double up, take your camera with you, go out to the park, metal detect, street street photography – I could do it all at once, and Joe is not supportive. Also, you're out there stretching your legs, burning some calories. Oh, Jeremy. Breaking a sweat. I, it's a win-win, honestly. <laughs> Next, he's going to want a Fitbit so he can calculate how many oh, steps. Oh, let's talk about Fitbits. Quirky, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even tell me what's all Fitbits. <laughs> let's talk about Fitbits. Joe wanted a Fitbit so bad, and so 
Maddie, I had Maddie get her one for Christmas, and she used it for like two weeks. She's like, I'm oh. making so many steps. Yeah. And the battery died once. She's like, it's over. It's- <laughs> <laughs> My I- Fitbit hasn't been charged in a long oh. time, so I. Yeah. Well, you know, you can you can go into your phone and and download the Fitbit app and use the motion detector in your phone to track your steps. Okay. It's but here's the so I had a Fitbit. Christy has a really nice one. I had a cheap one, and I went I went uh, like too deep. It's water resistant, but not waterproof. Yeah. And I went like twenty or thirty feet underwater, and it actually broke because I went oh. too deep. But. Uh, but so I switched over to the app. But here's here's the problem is that I feel like the when when I now that I use my phone to track my steps, it's not nearly as gracious with the amount of steps that it gives me. <laughs> like I I feel like I have to work like twice as much to get the same amount of steps out of it. Yeah. It doesn't seem fair. I also feel like uh, so my daughter is I mean she's she's a she's 4, but she's a pretty big 4-year-old and I mean she's probably 50 or 60 pounds. And I, uh, every once in a while when we're out and about, I, like, throw her up on my shoulders so we can just get to the car or whatever because it's the end of the day and we're tired. Queen of stalling. And I feel like like there needs to be some kind of setting in the Fitbit app for, like, I'm carrying 60 pounds on my shoulders. (laughs) So can I get, like, double steps for this? But... But yeah, metal detecting. So for, <laughs> there was a there was a time where I got on this like uh, message boards for treasure hunting. Ah, oh. where people would like there there's all kinds of different threads for all kinds of different kinds of treasure hunting. Right, you probably really like it, Jeremy. Yeah, I think no, it's, it's treasure.net maybe. Very much uh, sounds like something that I would get into. And so, people t- would post their finds. Like people post all their finds every day. Like this is what I got out of the ground today, and it's like great. It's like wow, look at that dime. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Look at, that, look at that shiny old mercury silver dime. You, you didn't have that dime before you went to the park. Right. Or, <laughs> or, or you go around or for four hours. Go to the beach and find a bunch of jewelry that people lost. And then you get your name in the paper because you're one of those people that like reunited somebody with their lost class oh. ring. Yeah. So yeah. To, get a, to get a decent it's entry al- level. Altruistic. Uh, to get a decent entry level metal detector, it's a couple hundred bucks? Is that what you said? I think so. I think, I think you can get like a decent one for like one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, um, like a bounty hunter or one of these like entry level ones. Yeah, but they're still really highly reviewed. Oh no! <laughs> Let's do this. It's so nerdy that you know the names of the brands, right? Oh, Thank God. you. Thank you. Maybe we can get like a timeshare metal detector <laughs> between the and split it between our households. Like I a... think we should stop and get a metal detector on this trip. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend the entire game outside Lambo in the parking lot. You know, I think a lot of it is just I didn't have a lot of things when I was a kid. Yeah, because we were just poor um, or broke. It was more likely, but um, uh, we were poor. Yeah, and um, so now I still want a BB gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I want all those, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe we can find it with a metal detector. I still want you know a Sega Genesis. <laughs> nice. Well, they have little kids metal detectors, and Jeremy's trying to get Ellie excited into it so that he can use. Right on. You know. Yeah, it can be, you know, father-daughter bonding time. Yeah, you got to get the kind that lets you go in the water, though, because they don't all work in land and in, in the water. But you want one that can go, like, under a few feet of water so you can get lots oh, of class yeah. rings. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I feel like there's probably not a lot of people whose class rings are falling off. Because I feel like after after you graduate from college or high school, your 
your fingers aren't getting any smaller. Like well, what in about general, that guy we saw yesterday? Oh God, that guy yesterday. <laughs> we were yeah. driving up. Uh, we were driving up Lakeshore Drive. Uh, and we were actually right by Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Traffic was ridiculously bad because there was a triathlon right near there, and Farm Aid was happening at the same time. Yeah, and so traffic was like a nightmare. This is on our way back from the museum, and we were parked next to was it like a big minivan or a big? Uh, it's like SUV a big suburban, yeah. And this guy had his fingers hanging out the window, and he had like giant rings on every <laughs> finger. I would also like to say that in that car, they had the most amazing <laughs> air freshener I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, it was a hot. It was a hotty uh, twerking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was doing a handstand with her she feet was, up in the air. Yep. And presumably was, on the wall wearing some booty shorts. She was definitely <laughs> lady, lady spreading. spreading. Right. And um, we made Jeremy. We're like, Jeremy, <laughs> ask them where they got that. Yeah. I'm really For, surprised you did it. He did For, it. 40sandshorties.com. 40sandshorties.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, we found it. Like, uh, it, it is available. It's five dollars. Right. And it's an amazing air freshener. Right. And, and, We're and, scared to know what it smells like. No, we know. <laughs> we know exactly what it smells like. <laughs> Bad decisions. But the guy, the guy that was in the car, the guy that was in the car, he was hanging his hand out the window, and he had like six. I mean, he had rings on every, every finger, finger, at least one. Right? He had rings on every sausage. And there was some spillage. I mean, they were there they was were some, not coming out. Those there rings were some would overlap. Be not. part of his body now. Yeah, it's that's, like when a tree grows around a bicycle. <laughs> that's that's not a ring that you're going to be able to find at, uh, at in a lake in a couple yeah. feet of water. That's, <laughs> that's not coming off. But yeah, I don't know why. So Joe's never been supportive. I, I will say that I'm a little self-conscious. Like, I can go out and take pictures of strangers all day long and, and not feel too yeah. self-conscious. But walking around with a metal detector would make me feel a little weird. I yeah. Um, first of all, every single person that comes by is going to ask you if you found anything good. Like, there's yes. no other question for somebody with a metal detector. Yep. Somebody's going to walk by. You're fine. You're the weirdo. They're going to go, find anything? And what, how do you answer that? Oh, I guess either yes or no. But what if it's yes? You have a pocket full of treasure. I'm not going to tell them that. This is what I would say. Yeah, I found my I'm phone really this morning. I'm really optimistic about how much treasure I'm going to be finding. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it, if somebody asked me that, I would say, no, I haven't found any, but I've been looking for my dignity. <laughs> I feel that's hurtful. That's hurtful uh, and rude. I, oh, that was a good one. You um, have dignity? Can I... Jeremy, is this what you want me to get you for your birthday? Maybe. Maybe. Hey, what if we... Is Could there be a competitive metal detecting oh. situation? Where well, we is both it your birthday, one, Mike? We both get one. I can just get a metal detector. I don't need to wait for my goddamn birthday. <laughs> I mean, it's been 12 years and Joe still hasn't let me get one yet, but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Let's make sure we get maybe. the same one. Yeah, Let's... we have to get the same one. Yeah. And then... Uh, and you're not Here's allowed to problem. spend over two hundred dollars. Don't you think that most of the treasures already been found? No way. Treasures made every day, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's the motto of the detector people. <laughs> the detector people. They call them metal hounds, Christy. They're called metal hounds. Obviously. Why is there no metal. Discovery Channel reality there show was. about metal detectors? There sure as hell was. What? Oh really? Yeah, remember that one with that big guy with the beard and he'd like metal detect for yeah. like <laughs> Civil War relics? Oh yes, man. Oh man. I'm excited about this. No Civil War relics in Seattle. <laughs> 
Yeah. Not Jeremy and I figured out how to get metal detectors. <laughs> <laughs> the long con worked, Mike. Yeah. We, we did it. Uh, so I the I have one last question. So Christy actually was involved in a selfie stick situation Uh-oh. yesterday. Oh yeah, she she posed for a selfie stick. Oh yeah, but you guys did that as a joke, right? Well, we you asked for a group photo. We <laughs> so. Here's what happened. Yes, there was a selfie stick in our car. And I thought I could take this out of the car or I could ruin Christy's day. I'm going to go you with chose ruin both. Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kept that in the car because I knew it would drive her nuts and it would But okay, so But she was a really good sport. It was really funny. It and was. The best part is that we were in this very um very ethnic. ethnic neighborhood, and yes. they were all looking at us like the fools that we should have been looked at <laughs> and mocking us. These crazy gringos. These crazy white people. I kept saying, we're so white, like the whole time. But we had seen the biggest culprit of why I hate selfie sticks early, or later that day yeah. was when we were at the, the museum in the World War II section, oh, where the they U-boat have, section, where they have all of these yes, newspapers, actual newspapers too. blown up, and all over <laughs> of what was happening all over the world, and, and, and there was, was all, yeah, like World War II headlines. And all the over. ones that was specific, Hitler invades. This woman takes the <laughs> selfie stick and is smiling like an idiot and pointing to it as if it's funny yes. over her head and selfie sticking and taking multiple pictures in different ways. That's not the selfie stick's fault. I tried it's, really hard to take a picture of her. It's it's not the it's not the object, it's the person that owns the object that is the the person that's the bad situation. She, she did seem to get a lot of joy out of dead Jews. Yeah. And like I told Joe, it would be it would still be bad. But if she had it and was doing a solemn face, like, mah, mah, or, yep, you were so right, <laughs> Holocaust, like, sad. <laughs> but instead, Bummer. she's smiling like a fucking idiot, yes. <laughs> like, overjoyed about the headline. So, yeah, the museum was great. Did we talk about the museum? We just Not passed yet. it, right? But can I also tell one more selfie six story? Yeah. The night before, we were walking on, what is that called? The river walk? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're on the river walk at, like, one in the morning, mm-hmm. and there's a woman with two other people so there was no need for a selfie stick and she's crouched down and she's taking a picture of herself and then she can barely get up she's like a kind of an older lady so they have to pull her up to a standing position then she goes over to a bush and sticks the selfie stick with the camera into the bush and takes a picture of her so probably to be artistic with the bush in the photo which don't you want to have the photo clear of shit I don't I don't know that's just me. It's not artistic. It's stupid. Also, we saw somebody using a selfie stick incorrectly at, <laughs> at, at the museum. They were just using it to take straight pictures. Like, holding... They were just they were walking holding around it. and just like, click, click, click. Not pictures of them, but of anything they could do with, uh, it, with a phone in their hand. Yeah. They just two feet closer than where they were standing. Right. So what what did you think of the museum? Uh, we've been a bunch of times, and we like taking people there. Museum of Science and Industry. It was a beautiful building. I really liked it. I had gone in 2001, and it seemed kind of 
cheesy and outdated, and it looks like they completely overhauled it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, That building is one of the... It might be the only building left from the, like, oh, I don't remember what year, the Columbian Exposition World's Fair from, like, 1890-something. Yeah. Uh, 96, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Um, uh, And that's the the World's Fair that was famous from Devil in the White City. Uh, So... That's one of the few buildings left from that. Um, Not I so do, fun fact. I do have a story. I would like to tell the story of the um, Kelly being shamed by the triathlete. Yes, do tell that story. Okay. So there's a triathlon, and it's not just a regular triathlon like any idiot can get into it. It's Olympic trials. So these are serious people. <laughs> um, and we we had to race through the last... We probably had about an hour left of museum, but only 10 minutes to do it. Yes. The man at the uh, plane told us you got, he wanted to tell us a story and he goes, but you need to come back because we're closing now. So we just started running. Yes. And literally running to to the next thing, which was this fairy castle. Do you want to explain the fairy castle? Like, what is it? It's a silent movie actor from the 1920s. Colleen. Colleen Moore. She had a lot of time and a lot of money and decided to build this enormous dollhouse that she called her fairy castle. And it is the most ornate, complicated. And creepy. And creepy. <laughs> and it, it's gorgeous on yeah. the inside. It, it is, it looks like you're looking at, I, I mean, it's crazy every room like each room is like a whole big tableau and the details are just crazy like little tiny miniature whatever you can think of would be in a castle is on there there's even a wall of like paintings and one of the paintings is mickey and minnie mouse and it's like in the back you can like you have to like look to just you almost miss it if you don't look hard but that was painted by walt disney like it's actually by walt disney there's actual artifacts in Yeah, in little it. Egyptian, like, little carved things from Egyptian tombs, old relics. It's, it, anything in it that looks gold is gold. Like, that kind of a thing. Um, so, we're in this room, and it's in just this, this square room, and they're kind of talking about it over a loudspeaker. And, you know, the museum already closed. They're pushing people out, and we're just trying to get as much into in as possible before we get kicked out officially. And our friend Kelly, who is in from New York visiting, um, she looks in there and she says something like, I wonder where they got that or I wonder what that is or something. And this uh, triathlete with his girlfriend says, well, if you'd shut up, you'd be able to hear it because they're telling us. Right. And the best part is he was really trying to get his girlfriend into it and she was literally sitting on the floor on her phone not interested at all and he meanwhile (laughs) is cupping his ears with his elbows straight out from his head with like a very intense serious focused look on his face and also trying to get her involved like oh did you just hear that did you just hear that it was like that guy woke up that morning and said I am going to walk through that fairy room and I'm going to do it 100% fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I do everything else in I, my life, like this goddamn triathlon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking win this triathlon and then I'm going to force her to come yeah. and see this. And I, I, I'd like to believe that they didn't, 
They didn't do anything else in the museum. No, they went straight like, there. He was like, I am here for the fairy house. He ate two of those shitty gel things and then <laughs> went straight to he the ate, museum. He ate some watermelon goo and then... Yeah. <laughs> he, and they were still in all their triathlon He gear, had one of those... Of them. Me- and I can tell she just seems so, like, abused. Like, yeah. she had no... She, I don't think she ever had an interest in triathlons. No. Like, she, he was like, you're going to do a triathlon with me? You could tell her spirit was broken. Yeah, she's yeah. broken. She's a broken person. <laughs> yeah. And just the fact that he did that is so mortifying that she probably just gave up. She did. She checked yeah. out. In his defense. Don't defend him. They used, at the ferry house, they used to have these little, uh, like, the, the, the listening stations where you can pick the phone up and listen to the, what they're talking about. And they took all those away, but they still had the audio going. For all the different rooms. But it was very low. But they, Even when it was very quiet. low. So, so it was very hard to hear. And I don't know if his he was, like, making, like, parabolic ear muffs. I, I, think, I think my favorite part was as we were leaving, which uh, I had to step oh, out of the room multiple times. We because kept laughing. I was trying not to laugh because I didn't want to get beat up by a triathlon guy in a museum. Nobody wants that. Right. And... <laughs> Their upper bodies are really weak, though. He, he choked you with the silver recovery oh, blanket. <laughs> he he got he grabbed he finally got his girlfriend to come up and stand in front of the glass, <laughs> and apparently he was concerned that she wasn't uh, as involved in the experience as he was, and so not only had he cupped his ears, but he stood behind her and also cupped her ears because he didn't trust her to do it right. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. He was standing right behind her with his hands up next to her ears, like, like, see, like, listen to this. <laughs> I hope he. I mean, he really. I mean, it's a good fairy house. Yeah, it is. But also with the overhead situation where they're calling out, you have to be at the room they're talking about at the time, right? right? Yeah, it's a bad situation. It is. They need to do an audio tour, maybe of the. Thing. I'm sure they have. Yeah. But we were excited to take Jeremy there because they have a pretty, they have a nifty little space area. And we talked about that yeah. already, I guess. But He cried yeah. and had to have a moment to himself in the restroom. Okay. That's, that's not entirely true. What? <laughs> Jeremy, he did not. <laughs> I'm really gullible. <laughs> I do. I do cry. I do cry quite often because of space. We couldn't even watch that show Cosmos because he bawled the entire time, like the first ten minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeremy does need some cuddle time. I know he does. If he would have talked to Maddie about Mars, he would still be crying about it. Oh. He should talk to her because she's terrified of Mars. That's Mars. Mars is a scary place. I actually felt bad because. I realized I was being like very non-supportive because uh, I knew that she had that fear of space. And uh, somebody, I think, Joe, you said when we were walking, oh, Maddie's, yeah, Maddie's scared of face, space. And my first response was, well, yeah, space is a pretty scary place. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. like, I don't think I'm being helpful. <laughs> I should probably no. stop talking. She's, yeah, she's justified. Man, if she would be up there without a spacesuit, you know what happens? Your blood boils. Your head will explode. We were camping up in northern Minnesota when the Perseid meteor shower was going on. And she was going to sleep in the tent that night or the night before she had slept in the tent. But after she heard about the meteor shower, she was like, nope, I don't want a meteor falling on me. Yep. Oh, that. well, that's understandable. I mean, you're watching stuff come raining down. Yeah. 
There, actually, during that meteor shower, there was a small fire that was started in Portland because of a meteor that landed in somebody's front yard. Do not tell my daughter that. I wouldn't. I oh wouldn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, don't tell Ellie that because one time we went to this kind of janky fireworks thing and... It was way too close. They were using professional grade, but it was way too close. And a firework came and it burned the tip of my nose. Aww. Now she doesn't want to see any fireworks anywhere ever, even on TV. I don't blame her. Yeah, we were we were like in the stands and it was, uh, we were being hit by fireworks. It was pretty. It's not good. And we were like trapped in these, uh, in these bleachers and couldn't leave. You and- okay, sweetie? It was oh, not okay. a very positive experience. That's okay. He wasn't holding the microphone. When we drove under the overpass, well, guys, I think um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for now. Okay. But um, next stop, Green Bay. Next stop, we Green Bay. Record, you guys should interview people at the get the, the tailgating. We might. Green Bay fans. Is it nap time for Joe yeah. and I? Yes. Okay. I'll endorse you. I'm gonna I'll endorse you. Cheese curds. I'll endorse you in LinkedIn for napping if you endorse yes. me. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Nobody needs LinkedIn. Okay, guys. Any uh, any last words? Anything you want to tell people to go check out? Anything like that? Uh, no, we're good. Just positive, tired, and emotional. And thank mm. you for having Twitter. us. Yeah, we? we'll put all it's the links like, and everything. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. TND something. On this has been yeah. a really lovely weekend. And yeah, it's so been fun. fun. And it's not over yet. Yep. All right, guys. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, Joe and Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah, guys. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Joe and Mike. Uh, we sound like a terrible great. public radio. <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully that came through okay. We recorded it in the car, so there's going to be some background noise. Um, but I think, you know, I th- I think uh, I think it'll work out. Um, Christina, mm-hmm. let's see. Was there anything that we didn't talk about? I did, we didn't really talk about the party that much. I mean, yes, we talked about it a little bit. That I got. Um, uh, I got kind of attacked by some strangers or now they're my friends, but strangers mm-hmm. at the time about my, um, chip eating and apparently my belief on, um, where <laughs> we can have weddings. Um, but we didn't talk about the football game because the football game hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you wanted to talk about regarding the football game? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was perfect mm-hmm. weather. I've wanted to go to Green Bay for a while, but we always tend to play them. If we're playing them at home, it always seems to be middle to the end of the season. Yeah. And I'm never going back to the Midwest in the winter ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, after the last game, the in, last year we went to Kansas City. Right. Seven degrees outside. It's yeah. very cold experience yeah it was beautiful it was probably 65 degrees it was perfect it was sunny got it a little raining towards the end but uh everybody perfect. was super nice it's a really so for those of you that don't know green bay is a a, a pretty unique team and that they're actually owned by they're not owned by fact, like we never heard this while we were there <laughs> they're they're owned by the town basically by the season ticket holders right yeah Yes. The season ticket holders. So mm-hmm. um, they're owned by the people in the town. And so uh, they're one of the oldest football teams in the NFL. They've been around for a long time. There's a lot of history there. It's a beautiful stadium. Um, they they're, they even they don't have like 
they have cheerleaders, but the cheerleaders they have are like from local colleges. They're like uh, collegiate mm-hmm. cheerleaders. So and they're so, not like the dance team. Like yeah. we, like the um, Mike, who we just heard from, his stepmom actually makes the seagulls uniforms. They're not those. They're not mm-hmm. the ones that are posing for calendars or. Yeah. Um, These are the athletes yes. that do they crazy do pyramids throws and up in the air. throws and all that kind of stuff. So that was fun. Um, My favorite was that they were Midwest eights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were normal looking. They, right. were, they were normal looking I, people. Well, like when you saw them walking in the parking lot, you said, there's a cheerleaders. I'm like, no, there, yeah, that's no way. Me. I thought they were just a high school cheerleading mm. team that got to go on during yeah. halftime or something. Yeah. And you know, it was really interesting. Uh, the stadium is like in the middle of a suburb. Mm-hmm. So you literally just c- come around the corner and I had heard this, you come around the corner and in a neighborhood and there's mm-hmm. a football stadium in the middle of it. And then on top of that, there's a parking lot, but nobody really parks in the parking lot because they have tailgating. And so everybody just parks in people's lawns and all of the people around in the houses around the stadium, they have, they just know that on game day, they kind of, they all have different setups for how they do it. Mm-hmm. And you sort of just drive into the neighborhood and wait until there's an open spot in somebody's yard and they wave you in or whatever. You find a place you want to mm-hmm. park. They tell you where to park. Uh, and they, they all have honey buckets. They have honey use. buckets in the yard that you can use and you pay them 15, 20 bucks or whatever. And, uh, which is amazing because in Seattle, it's, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars to park as yeah. close to the stadium as we did. And, uh, it's great. Everybody was super nice. People were going out of their way to come and welcome us to Green Bay and welcome us to the stadium. And, you know, everybody there has a lot of pride and they're, mm-hmm. they were very welcoming and very kind. Um, with the exception of the guy sitting behind us who was, I mean, he was pretty nice to everybody else. He was, we sat down at the game and I knew I was in trouble. Um, I wear a, the Jersey for the kicker for the Seahawks, um, which wearing a Jersey for the kicker is, I mean, I kind of do it because it's weird. Like, because it's not something that a lot of people do and it's funny and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's eleven guys on the team or on the field out there, and and uh, it's very very rare that you see somebody with a kicker's jersey. Well, also he's the top scorer. But he is, <laughs> yeah, he is a very important part of the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and anyway, he's a very very handsome. He is a good looking dude. Um, so I wore the kicker's jersey because it's just it's funny. I don't know, mm-hmm. but his name is Steven Hauschka, and so we sit down and I hear the guy behind us going, "Oh, look at that guy with the number four. He wears no- the number on the jersey. It's number four. Mm-hmm. And then I hear him go within the first minute of being in the stadium. That guy's there's my target. There's my target for this whole game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, and literally every th- er- probably every minute. Every one to two minutes, mm-hmm. he'd make some kind of comment. Every time something happens on the field, too bad Hauschka's not out there. If Hauschka was out there, he could have made that. Hey, if Hauschka gets a touchdown, does it get, is it worth 15 points? Cause that's what you need to catch up. And then he just kept chanting, Hauschka. He would not stop. He would not. Hauschka. He was asking me questions. Uh, he, he at one point was like, uh, but not he actually said, asking questions. He said, just yelling. This, that guy has to be that guy has to be Hauschka's brother or cousin yeah, or something. No one would have that Nobody jersey. Nobody wears the kicker's jersey. But so tell then the best part. at halftime, okay. we go away, like, we go to get some food, which, by the way, 
Okay, well, well let's we'll get to the food thing in a minute. Mm-hmm. We go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm in the bathroom. It's packed. We're, I mean, it's a football stadium. There's 75,000 people there. We are. Uh, I'm in the bathroom, and I hear all the way from the other side of the bathroom, Hoshka, I see you over there holding your dick. <laughs> I was like, I'll turn around, and there's our buddy. He, you can't get away from me. <laughs> so I couldn't get away from him anywhere. He uh, followed me all the way to the bathroom. And he wasn't, just to be clear, wasn't right behind you. He was four no, he was rows on the others. Oh, four rows. See, yeah. I refused to turn around. I told yeah. Christy from the very beginning. Don't make him... I said, don't make eye contact. Because if you make eye contact, he's going to, it's going to. It's going to encourage him, and he's going to continue doing and it. And then I did. And then she did. And then he did. <laughs> but also, so he was being really funny. He, well, thing. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. No, I'm glad end. that you enjoyed it. That's good. I'm really glad that that was a fun and entertaining thing for well, you. Well, first I was getting That pissed. I was getting screamed at for the entire game. At so, first I was livid because I had such a bad experience mm, before, mm-hmm. and I thought that that's how this was going to go down. But then he, you said that he was being funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so then at, at the halftime, what I wanted to explain real quick, the the food situation, the, it's Green Bay, so they mm-hmm. are kind of known for their cheese and their mm-hmm. brats and that kind of stuff. And I as got, the Big Apple of the Midwest. <laughs> I got this bratwurst situation that was like a brat, it was a bratrito or something, and it was kind yeah. of a bratwurst and a burrito. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> in a tortilla sour with sauerkraut and jalapenos. Spicy cheese, jalapenos. <laughs> it was very good. It was very yeah. good. But they had this thing called the horse collar that was like a pretzel. It was, a, I think it was a 17-inch sauce, smoked sausage yeah, wrapped in a house-made like, pretzel dough situation with beer cheese and deep-fried sauerkraut on top of yeah, it. Yeah, which is ingenious. So it was 20 Christie's like, "Oh, you should get that thing." And I was like, "That's $20. I'm probably not going to get it." Yeah. So we decided not to get it. Um, but then I got the other, I got the Brotrito and we went and sat down. We were eating some food at this little table thing. And uh sure enough, somebody comes and oh, we picked she a comes. table with some other Seahawks fans cuz I knew that they wouldn't spit in our food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I said, can we stand here while we eat this? And they said, oh, yeah. So they're sitting around and they go to leave. And sure enough, they had gotten the horse collar and they left like three quarters of one sitting on our table. Mm-hmm. So lucky for us, we got to sample the horse collar. Well, you did. <laughs> it was delicious. You tried some. No, not anything bit. except for the uh, sauerkraut. Mm. Everything else I don't need. I don't need. Yeah. But. That is a that's a really good idea. They do a lot of crazy stuff with sauerkraut there. They had mm-hmm. all this artisanal where you could order just a hot dog or a sausage or whatever and you could pick different flavor packs of dead sriracha and mm-hmm. um spicy and pickled and all this um sorts of different different types of um sauerkraut which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And it's everything fun. was really inexpensive because mm-hmm. we're used to you go and I mean, I don't eat hot dogs, but you go to Quest Field, you're spending seven, eight dollars for a hot dog in there. It was like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was everything was reasonably priced. It was fun. Everybody, for the most part, was super nice. The one last thing, the guy that screamed at me the entire game for probably. So the Seahawks lost. Um, they are now 0 and 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, so the, for probably the last half of the fourth quarter, <laughs> which it's, you know, it's each quarter is 15 minutes, but it's probably 
I mean, it's only seven football minutes, but it's it takes yeah. half an hour to go through. So for probably half Especially an hour, the last... guy behind us, the the guy, my buddy that was yelling at me the whole time, goes, "Oh, Antushka, <laughs> oh, Antushka," and he That's was like, when he was I... getting other people involved in it. That's when I looked back and everybody laughed. Everybody else was laughing. Pretty everybody funny. was laughing. There was probably his whole section of people was laughing. I think it hurt my, my feelings. My favorite part is that there was, there was at one point, I don't know if you saw this when um, Green Bay did kind of a tricky play where they w- did a no, uh, no huddle, mm-hmm. and then a Seahawk was running off the field and didn't get off in time, mm-hmm. and so it was twelve man on the field and yeah. they got a penalty. Yeah, and a Green Bay fan held up a "We Are Twelve yeah. um, towel thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. I know. I laughed at it, and then the guy yelled at me. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. It was a fun game. Uh, not the outcome that you probably would have liked. I have yet to see the Seahawks win. I yeah. keep going to games, so and they keep losing that. every time I go to a game. So I don't want. I just our, want to see them win. I don't want the people that listen to this podcast to pick on you even more than they do. <laughs> but I'm going to say this: when we left to go to the bathroom mm. at halftime, mm-hmm. and have something to eat. Uh, that's when the Seahawks went up. Went up. Yeah, and I think they scored uh, like two touchdowns. Yeah, in a qu- in the third quarter. And I honestly didn't want to go back in. <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy made us. And mm-hmm. then when Green Bay got a touchdown, I said we need to leave, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't let us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's because um, whether the Seahawks win or lose has absolutely nothing to do with whether we're there. That's that's why. That's why you heard I said that, that, ladies and gentlemen. You heard that. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy me thinking, uh, you know, that I have nothing to do with. I think it probably had more to do with how the team was playing and the actual players that were on the field uh, than it did to whether I was in the stands or not. But, uh, that but the- said, I would love to see them win because literally every game that I've gone to, mm-hmm. they've lost. I've been to four Seahawks games now over the last three years, and every single one of them they've lost. So I have to say the Green Bay fans were great. Uh, I highly recommend their um, their second only to the New Orleans Saints fans. Mm. Um, but I thought that it was really weird because they're super loud. They have all these chants that they do that are really cool. Um, a lot of history, so that it goes back a long way. They they win. The game ends and everyone just files out in complete yeah, silence. It was very quiet. It was so Everybody weird. left and it was their season opener. It was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. They broke a record of attendance. I mean, if the Seahawks win, people stay in those stands for a very long time. Yeah. You wouldn't know because you haven't seen it. But um, yell- I thought they would um, play some kind of song or Mm-mm. have more chance that they do. They all just peace out and walk home. Yeah, I guess so. Walk back to their uh, their cheese huts or whatever it is they do. <laughs> oh, so. They lived in cheese huts. <laughs> uh, well, Christy, mm-hmm. is there anything else that we needed to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Um, you know, one thing I had a, a extensive conversation. You were napping after the football game, so you don't remember this. <laughs> but um, as we were driving back to Green Bay, I was talking to. Mike McCauley uh, of the Tired Emotional Podcast, mm-hmm. ding, and uh, um, he was saying that 
he really doesn't like uh, the way we end the show that he always just turns it off before I get to the, um, he doesn't like sign outs in general and that, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the let your nerd flag fly thing he doesn't like. Okay. Um, and I mean, honestly, it makes me uncomfortable Hell's to say it. Podcast. That's all right. Yeah. So you want to be done with it? Yeah. Maybe we should just, uh, maybe we should just not have sign outs anymore. Okay. Be done. But if you were to have a sign out, what would it be? Never wait for cake or cheese. Ah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Damn it. And uh, let your nerd flag flaushka. <laughs> let your nerd flag fly. Oh. <laughs> Space is cool.